0: great.
1: We we having badger for dinner, we nice like Terry Glenn, the Boletnikov winner, we playing Smash Mouth, what was you thinking, fourth and one, I'm going deep like Crimson to it. Jenkins, a shot to O-Pace, rest in peace Jason Gwynn, we all know God, got himself a great defensive end, Eddie George, Joey Galloway and Brandon Sane, Jack Tatum, Keith Byers, Dee Miller and Joe Jermaine, we get in you fast, oh boy is it quick, we number one to take the highs man home like Troy Smith, shotgun formation, the trigger, we quick to pull it, Mike Doss, A.J. Hawk, we hit you with silver bullets, the Scarlet and Gray fever, I feel it in me, it's contagious, you receive it like Heartline and rubiski. you think you gotta stop, we hammer like nails, I'm busting through
0: the middle He's for 50 gone. like Beanie Whales, Oh State, oh State, Scarlet and Gray, Old State. Scarlet and Gray, the Buckeyes is the name.
2: Scarlet and Gray, Scarlet and Gray, oh State, O State, we the best in the game. Scarlet and Gray, Scarlet and Gray. Scarlet and Gray, Scarlet and Gray, Scarlet and gray. we represent O State and the Scarlet and Gray,
0: the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes. play defensive ends and wide receivers another victorious season for you non-believers if you were buck nothing gray call stand up we represent columbus
1: ohio and trestle we trust down three fourth quarter we in the red zone boom we call a screen for teddy again we taking it home A hundred and five thousand. the horseshoe is jumping we the big 10 conference monsters you are nothing Center. We nice like Terry Glenn, the Belitnikoff winner. We playing Smash Mouth, what was you thinking? Fourth and one, I'm going deep like Crimson to Jenkins. A shot to O' Pace, rest in peace, Jason Gwynn. We all know God, got self a great defensive end. Eddie George, Joey Galloway, and Brandon Sane. Jack Tatum, Keith Byers, Dee Miller, and Joe Jermaine. We get in you fast, oh boy, is it quick. We number one to take the Heisman home like Troy Smith. Shotgun formation The trigger We quick to pull it Mike Dulce, AJ Hawk We hit you with silver bullets The Scarlet and Grey fever I feel it in me It's contagious you receive it Like Heartline and rubisky. You think you gotta stop We hammer like
0: nails I'm busting through the middle He's For 50 gone. like Beanie Wells Oh State oh State Scarlet and Grey Old State
3: What's going on, y'all? This is your boy,
4: Jay Money, getting in that bag this week. This your boy, King Art, the host with the most smoke. You know how we get down, man. It's the holidays. Happy holidays to everybody. I hope you got your Christmas shopping done, because I have not. And uh, I'm a last-minute guy, but uh, we're going to try to knock this show out.
3: That's why there's Amazon.
4: Well, I mean, you know, some of us uh, hit the send button late, you know. You know <laughs> how was the weekend? Uh, you know, dealing with some sick kids all weekend, man, but, uh, you know, other than that, man, I had a pretty good weekend, man. My Dallas Cowboys got a win, and it was kind of stinky, but, uh, you know, we'll take the win, man. That's what it's all about, man, getting those dubs.
3: Yes, sir. Dig what I'm saying? It wasn't too bad of a weekend, you know. Bengals won. Fortunately, there was a a couple scary moments in that game. You know, we did take over number one, but we'll talk about that later
4: absolutely absolutely we got a lot of stuff to get in man thanks for stepping in the shoe with us again we try to come with the most exclusive content man tag teaming with this guy right here man it's been a pleasure and we're gonna try to make it a pleasure for the listening ears
3: you know we're just gonna be going over a little bit today of a little preview of the rose bowl you know next week we'll get into in depth on that you know, and then early signing period was last week, so we're going to be talking about some of our some of our catches and some of our releases that we didn't get. And then, uh, you know, get into also uh, the NIL and how, you know, it's affecting recruiting and everything. And got a couple other things, too, around NFL and other sports. And uh, we do have a record that we are going to talk about today.
4: All right, all right, all right. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it.
3: So, with that being said, the granddaddy of them all is coming up in two weeks.
4: The granddaddy of them all, baby.
3: Um, talk about the Rose Bowl, Utah versus Ohio State, which Ohio State is one and zero all, all time over Utah.
4: Yeah, I believe it was a uh, a bruising. Is what you was might want to call it. It was 60-something to what? Two, nine, four? That,
3: you're thinking of pit. But no. the last time that we played Utah, it, it was, was... like
4: 60-something to... Was, at
3: least it was like 40-something.
4: 40, 40 we might have to check that out. I think it was 60... <laughs> I think it was 64 to... I think it was in the single digits, man. I, I, you, you can't... Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure, man. I got a pretty sharp memory, man. But
3: regardless of
4: that... It doesn't matter, does it? It has nothing to do with uh, the game that's coming up. Um, it bears no factors in it. So um, let's get into the breakdown, man. What are the offensive keys, man? Talk to me.
3: I'm looking for the O-line improvement. You know, we have to keep C.J. Stroud open, you know, upright. And we have to make those holes. You know, we got a two-headed beast with Maya Williams and Travion Henderson. You know, we've had almost a month now. Think everybody should be healthy, and when you have a healthy Buckeye squad, there's no team that can stand in our way. Not even Alabama, um, which everybody begs to defer. But when it's proven that when you have a healthy Buckeye squad, you know, Ohio State can't be stopped. Um, so more O line improvement. Uh, Keep C.J. upright. Throw in some more bootlegs. C.J. Stroud has shown that when he's able to move the pocket, he has better accuracy. Um, You know, it's a – it just, you know, he just needs more bootlegs.
4: Um, I like when they mix it up on offense a little bit. I wouldn't say he's more accurate. Rolling out the pocket, he's definitely a pocket passer. Uh, he's in his comfort zone with being a pocket passer. I like how he developed over the course of the year. I like the way he climbs the pocket. Uh, he he sees the field pretty well. That's uh, been, um, you know, Written down as being one of his best skill sets. And Ryan Day even says that um, his best attribute is seeing the field. And you can see that. When they give him time, um, he will pick a defense apart. And um, like you said, one of the things to focus on will be the offensive line. Um, what lineup will they bring out there? Uh, we got uh, Pettit Friere that said saying that he's going to play. Mumford is going to play. So, so are they going to? Everybody said so way. far. Everybody's going to play, but you know how those things play out. Uh, you know people uh they'll tell you what you want to hear but uh when it comes to the actual game um they don't play but the offense i feel like the offensive linemen really don't have anything to lose here uh besides getting hurt which is very big you don't want to get hurt in that game there but uh offensive linemen uh despite what their stock might be um they tend to play in those games man regardless man so uh i'm interested to see what kind of lineup they go with um you know when they're gonna roll all those tackles out there again, I'm pretty sure they will because that's what they've been doing all year. It frustrates the hell out of me, but um it is what it is, man uh for the most part of the year, they protected him pretty well, except for you know the games we
3: don't we don't speak about that
4: the games that we don't want to mention um but you know the producers but they're having a meltdown but you know it did happen, so um you know. With that being said, uh, you know, we focus on the offensive line. Uh, like you said, um, they need to, you know, punch it in, man. Once they get in the red zone, we can't be settling for field goals, even though I think uh, Noah Ruggles should have won the Heisman. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, still he, one more year, right? he had plenty of opportunities, and he's coming back too. So, man, hey, I think that's going to be the icing on top of the cake to, uh, you know, push us over for that championship run, man. Ruggles is going to do can the damn thing, f- man. Can we
3: get all four into the Heisman?
4: Uh, we probably could. What Trayvon didn't even
3: win the Groza.
4: Yeah, and and yeah, that's sucked. He he. Yeah, you know, but uh, second
3: behind the uh, the bums up north. Bro. He has a you
4: know his toe is pretty uh golden, so <laughs> you know. So let
3: me uh, let me let me say this. You were talking about you know the offense mixing it up a little bit, and I said something about bootlegs. Do you think Ryan Day hands the keys over to CJ Stroud and say, "Look, you need to read that defense and end better when we're doing the play actions." To where if he reads it better, he's able to take off and move that pocket? Or is that something that, you know, that they're going to try to implement
4: next year? I believe with this being the bowl game and the way the year has played out, I think it'd be a pretty good time to implement it now so that he can get more comfortable in those sets and he can start making those reads appropriately because if he has that element to his game, i tell you what, man, it's going to be crazy. It's already crazy now. He has pinpoint accuracy. If he adds in that threat of the run, defenses are going to be totally lost. I mean, what you going to do? Pick your poison. And uh, if you crash in on him, he'll just hand it off to Travion and he'll take it to the house, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, with, with that question, yeah, I think they should go ahead and implement it into this game. Um, the defense is expecting him to hand the ball off every time. And uh, you got you to gotta give the uh, defense something to think about.
3: So we're going to flip the ball. We're not going to talk about special teams because that's, you know, that, but our defense side, what are your keys that the defense needs to –
4: First of all, they have to establish toughness in the trenches. That is the key to this entire game. If those guys don't get eaten up, the offensive linemen will pull from the Utes and they will swallow the linebackers up whole and we'll have the same problems that we've seen against Oregon. You better cut it out partner uh (laughs) you will see same problems against Oregon and meat chicken man uh you know those offensive linemen pull and it's often a numbers game and you don't want no offensive linemen pulling up on your linebackers man it's just a disaster waiting to happen so the first thing they have to do is uh shore up that defensive line I think they need to run a little bit more stunning uh, because it seems like it's just gap, 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 gap. And it can't be that simple. Uh, when your game plan is simple, it's easy to beat, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, it sounds like high school defense. My keys are be aggressive up front, like you touched on. Um, you know, show show everybody why you're part of, of the Rushmore's. Rushman? Rushmore's. Cause they're pretty much sophomores and juniors.
4: Okay, I like, so. I like it, I like it. We'll go with it.
3: Stop the run, stop the run, stop the run.
4: Are you in? Is that how you spell it? S T O P. Stops yes. the run. Yes. Not the pass. No. Okay.
3: Stop the run because Utah is just like the, the Canadian team up north. Um.
4: They're very physical up front. Um, the they, game, the game plan is pretty much the same. Run through the tackles. They're, um, run I, I the believe tackles. they're either first or second in the country in yards per carry, and they're like six in rushing yards per game. So they definitely want to bludgeon you to death and beat you into submission. So uh, you're right there, man. We gotta have we gotta have some physical line play, yeah. first and foremost.
3: Stop the run because they're gonna try to run through the tackles just like the Canadian team up north did. They told us before the game, hey, look, we're going to run it down your throat. And that's exactly what they did, and we didn't have anything to – we didn't make the adjustments to push it right back out. Right. So, with that being said, stop the run. Utah's passing game is not really that effective. The only reason why it has been effective against Oregon, against some of these other teams out in the Pac-12, is because nobody can stop the run. You stop Utah's running backs, and they become one-dimensional. We did that against the Canadian team up north. We made them run the ball because we were not giving Cade McNair or whatever his name is and J.J. J. J. McCarthy that chance to throw those deep passes. You know, so all they had was the running game. So you stop the run. You be aggressive up front, and please, for heaven's sake, don't be afraid to go heads up with somebody. You well, know, I'm, I'm speaking of one player in particular, and that's Steel Chambers. Steel Chambers has showed sideline-to-sideline side tackles. He's a monster. But since he got that targeting call against Penn State, which was a bogus BS call,
4: So, you think he's been a little hesitant?
3: He has. And he showed it in. He showed it a little bit in Michigan State. And he showed it a little bit up against uh, the Canadian team up north.
4: Well, he actually, uh, you know, made a statement uh, earlier this week, uh, you know, speaking about that game, where he said. He agreed with Josh Josh Gaddis. He said, I feel like we did play soft. And I mean, even Jack Sawyer. Pretty much said the same thing, too. He said, at times, I felt like we didn't play as tough as we could have. And, you know, that's, that's a letdown. But uh, we, we can focus on that. Uh, but at the same time, if you got guards and tackles um, coming up to the second level, making blocks, we're in trouble. I don't care who – if you can have Lawrence Taylor back there, but if you got – well, Lawrence Taylor probably make the hit. (laughs) Let's be clear on that. But, I mean, you can pretty much have an all-world linebacker. If you got guards and tackles, you got guards pulling to the second level, you're in trouble, buddy. Yeah. Believe that. So they they definitely got to be physical up front. And like you pointed out, I'd rather see an attacking defense than a reacting defense because if you're reacting – You're already, yeah. And like you you said, Utah wants to be on schedule. If you let them stay on schedule, you get a, you know, second and five, third and short. We got to keep them off that. We got to keep them on the third and long. And uh, we want to force them to throw the ball because that is not their strong point. And we have a pretty good set of DBs uh, on the outside anyways, uh, you know. Deep threat. Uh that's we don't need the transfer that's, portal. That's that's something else to be discussed and something that uh they definitely need to address in the off season. And we'll see what happens with uh Josh Proctor, whether he's gonna go. I believe he should come back. Um he needs another year. He didn't really get a chance to prove himself. This year it was supposed to be his year, but uh I like to see him come back, man, get that safety room nice and healthy and uh we need to we need to stack that position up a little bit. Are so you ready? I'm ready
3: into the next gear. Let's go, so we had national early signing day last week, and you know there's been so you know some people that have been crying about certain losing certain players, which it hurts you know when you got oil you know oil companies paying you know players to come to their schools,
4: just go and get a bag. I, I wish I had that fabulous cut playing right now. <laughs>
3: But uh, so we have 17 early signers for the class of 22.
4: Actually 18 but Gabe waited till Friday. That
3: that, that was 17. He made sure? se- he made 17 cuz we're supposed to have He made
4: 18. It was 19 but Yeah. but uh, Brooks flipped. It's yeah, so. 18. 18. 17 signed on Wednesday and then the 18 signed on Friday which was Gabe Powers. Welcome to Buckeye Nation. He is going to be an absolute beast. Who are you most excited about in this class?
3: I'm showing a little bias, Sonny Styles. You know, reclassifying—that was big. You know, um, and you know he actually, Ryan Day said in his press conference last week that Sonny Styles came to him during a rival game um, back in October, early November saying that uh, he wanted to, you know, he came to him and said that they were looking at, or once he actually committed.
4: Well, what it was was that he came he came to the game and told him the good news about him committing, but he also let him know that he wanted to inquire about yep. reclassifying, and they told him to go ahead and gather up all the information that you can, and basically, come on, we'd love to have you, and... Um, Ryan Day feels the same way that us fans feel because um, he's a young phenom. He's a defensive player, it's not like a quarterback. So it's not and he comes from a uh you know, a legacy bloodline. Uh Lorenzo Styles, his father, uh was a tremendous player for the Buckeyes and um, you know, I think it was great because as I was stating about five minutes before about the safety position, and the guy plays multiple positions. So you got a guy that can uh, cover, you got a guy that can uh, come up and play on the line of scrimmage, and you got a guy who can rush the passer as well.
3: Yeah. So with that, you know, we also have some more signees out there that have not signed yet. Uh, there have been reports about, I think it was three of them that were looking to sign, you know, silent.
4: And it's two. Two of them.
3: Two. And then showing their, you know, where they're going, you know, come the Under Armour uh, Bowl and all those high school bowl games that are coming up.
4: Which is cool because they, uh, you know, they want to have their time in the sun. So, and that's fine. They worked hard. Uh, Hopefully uh, they committed to the good guys. Uh, We've been getting some good news. Uh, The one
3: I'm looking forward to is that offensive lineman from Wisconsin.
4: Hensman has pushed his decision back, which I think is a good thing for us because a lot of times when you're going with the head and the heart, a lot of times they go with the heart instead of the head. And we all know that the heart is the home, and they don't always make the best decision there because home is not always the best place to go for you to develop entirely the way that you could. But uh, I think it's a good thing that he said it back because – I believe if he would have announced, he probably would have stayed home in Wisconsin, but give us a little bit more time to, you know, get in there and show him that this is the place that he needs to be.
3: Um, So, yeah, that was the linemen. Uh, Two of the recruits coming in, go ahead and rip their black stripe off. Rip it off. Caden Curry and Gabe Powers. You know, Caden Curry, what he said.
4: Hold up, hold up, hold up. C.J. Hicks said, hold my beer. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well he's already Captain so you know, Captain
4: Buckeye Shout out CJ Hicks man He's going to be a Tremendous player man
3: But Caden Curry Coming in Was asked about The loss Oh to, yeah To the team up north And uh, refresh us On what he said
4: He said uh, Well they asked him About the game And you know What he felt about it He said it won't Happen again And those are Pretty simple But discreet words that carry a lot of power and emotion behind them, it won't happen again. Everybody knows that that game was an anomaly, and I'm not just a salty fan. I'm salty because we lost the game, but it was an anomaly. It's not going to be something that's going to be a reoccurring issue. Everyone knows that. That is if you have any type of good-thinking brain cells, but, I mean, you know. And then
3: Gabe Powers.
4: Gabe Powers is told, tremendous.
3: I uh, told the Canadians stayed up north. To go ahead and enjoy it while you can. Because it will never happen again.
4: Uh, I believe Jack Sword That was Jack sword who oh, said that. Sword. That was Jack Soria that said that. He, he, said, he said enjoy it while you can. Because <laughs> he does not believe that you will be making those same celebratory memes that you did the last couple of weeks, man. So we got a couple of... Hungry young guys, we got some incoming freshmen that are going to right the ship. It's not really that the ship is broken. You have to have a repeated patterning or something for it to be broken. It's not broken. Uh, it happens, man. You lose. Uh, You know, I can't tip the hat. I would tip the hat to anyone else in the world, but I can't tip the hat. But they won the game. They won the game. I don't think it's going to happen, um, you know, too much more anytime soon. I think it'll be back to the regularly scheduled program, (laughs) butt-kicking year to year, you know. It's coming. Trust me.
3: All righty. So, with that being said, it's getting time for us to, you know, go stretch our legs for a little bit. So, we do have the question of the day.
4: The question of the day. Y'all ready?
3: So, all y'all out there listening and watching put your answer into the the comment section if you know the right answer and uh, let's see if uh, see if you can get it right so with that being said the question of the day is when was the first time when what year did ohio state make their first appearance in the rose bowl and who did they play and what was the final score
4: doo, 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 doo. We'll be back in five minutes.
3: The answer after we come back. You've been in the shoot.
4: Do, 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 do. Man, we got to put the...
5: If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next Sports Emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash columbus.
6: In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time, a real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater people. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player, that is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you and don't forget, amplify your personality with the
5: If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next Sports Emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every
6: time, a real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices' conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality.
4: All righty. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for uh, pausing and uh, coming back to this banging program that we have for you guys today.
3: Welcome back to End of Shoot. So we left off with the question of the day. And the question of the day was, in what year did Ohio State first appear in the Rose Bowl? Who did they play and what the final score was? So, without that further ado, Joe Fall, you were halfway correct. It was 28 to nothing, California won by, like I said, 28 to nothing, and it was in 1920.
4: So, you was close, but no cigar. You was just one year off, just a hair, man. Tell
3: us, did you Google it?
4: He Googled it. He Googled it. Nobody knows that. I nah, he did pretty good, man. You did a good job, Mr. Fall.
3: All righty, roundtable table time. So here in the shoe, you know, since it's uh no more football here on our gridiron.
4: This is uh one of my favorite times of the year because you got uh you got the playoffs and then you got NBA basketball, man, which I am Happened to be a big time fan of And um, this next guy That we're going to talk about just happens to be My favorite player uh, Currently Um, He just broke the three point record all time Mr. Stephen Curry It was amazing
3: Yeah it was uh, Three minutes and some change Into the game against the New York Knicks What better place to break a record than
4: Madison Square Garden? Man, that's the place where dreams come true, and that's where uh, people become legends. Uh, You know, for him, he he was already a legend before that and already known as the greatest shooter of all time. But to be able to break that record there, he had his father there, his mother there. Man, it was great, man. And it was beautiful to be a part of that because you always got situations where you tell your kids, such and such and such did this and they did that. But when you actually get to see it, it's different. Not it only, hit different.
3: Not only that, but you also had Reggie Miller calling the game. Ray Allen said in, the, in his comments after the, after the game that, you know, he only needed two and he was going to find somehow some way to get to Madison Square Garden.
4: And you love to see that. You love to see, you know, the the guys who played before them and made a way before them, you know, uh, just as happy as the player is to break the record because that just goes to show how the love of the game is, man. When you love the game, you know that records are made to be broken and for who, a better guy for it to happen to, you know what I mean? Like Stephen Curry is, you know, one of the faces of the NBA. He's always shown nothing but, um, but to be a, Professional at all angles of the game. Nothing but a good person. It couldn't happen to a better guy, in my opinion.
3: So, Mr. Producer, go ahead and roll that clip so we can relive history.
5: Guarding it from the start, Wiggins. Again, here's Curry for the record. It's good!
3: That was a nice piece of history right there. Man, you know what? I'll tell
4: you what, man. I think I was more excited than he was, man. I jumped up off the couch, spilled my popcorn everywhere, man. Woke my baby up. He was crying. I said, hey, man, it's okay. Steph Curry just broke the record, man. Gave him a high five, man, and sent him on his way, man. Smacked him on his butt. I felt like I hit the three-pointer, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's always fun watching records being broken in all types of sporting events, whether it's, you know... Barry Bonds breaking the home run record. You know, Steph Curry now breaking the three-point record.
4: Man, records are made to be broken, man. And uh, uh, to be able to.
3: Tucker breaking the field goal record in NFL. (laughs) 63 yards. You know, to Drew Brees, you know, breaking, you know, all types of quarterback records. So, I mean, it's it's always a fun time.
4: Got to love it, man. Sports, man. That's what it's for, man. You got time, especially you know, like during the pandemic. Um, seems like this thing is kind of dragging out. Doesn't seem like yeah, it's going sports. anywhere. Um,
3: we had Madden tournament. It, it,
4: it lifts you up, man. I know when I'm having a bad day, man. Just as long as my teams don't lose, man. Sports is always going to lift me up. Always. But if my my team is losing, it's going to be a bad day. So we got. I ain't trying to deal with that.
3: <laughs> we got one of the hottest topics right now. In the sporting world. The NIL. <sighs> in oh,
4: when this first happened, I was excited about it because I feel like the players should be paid, they should be compensated in some type of way. But uh, the way it's taking shape and the way it's um, turning out to be is a real eyesore. You got bag men... So to say, or whatever you want to call them, oil salesmen or whatever, uh, they're just throwing money around to get these recruits. It's really not about the education no more. It's about the money. It's always been about the money, you know, in and the grand in the in the grand scheme of things. But they just did it under the table. We knew they were doing it, but uh, now they can do it right in front of your face. I believe um, they're going to have to. Come to some type of regulations with this because it's it's not going to end well. I don't know how long they can keep this up. Um, you know, the the cities and with the biggest money um, are going to make it worse for everybody.
3: So now that the state legislature has forced the NCAA to adapt to the NIL, you know, it's it's cool for players. You know, getting paid. I don't agree with the 18-year-old coming straight out of getting his high school diploma.
4: And making a million dollars. And
3: making a million dollars before he even touches a college field. Um,
4: and, real quick, what is the backlash want to be once they start paying these players millions of dollars and they never even see the field?
3: Like Quinn Ewers?
4: Well, he'll probably see the field, but, uh, <laughs> you know.
3: The wrong field. <laughs> um, so with that being with my comment about that is the backlash is going to be severe because then you're going to get into businesses not being not being protected that's giving out this money kid comes to school for you know a year or less knowing that he's not going to see the field signs his deal and it bangs out
4: and you, you got to think also uh, you know there's going to be some type of tampering. Hey, I, right gave he you, I gave you I gave you a million dollars. I mean as far as like uh with the players directly, hey, you haven't done anything or well, you got to shave these points. I I put this bet on this team, you know what I mean? I you, don't think it'll go that far, man, you, you never want to college football. Man, hey man, money money is an evil thing when it's in the wrong hands, man. So uh it can uh take out some of the best people. You could be the most kind-hearted person, money will change you.
3: So we're going to bring in. It won't change me. We're going to bring in a special guest today for this topic. Our man Hot Wheels.
4: Guest producer for the day.
3: What's your take? Well. I know you've been burning to get this off your chest.
7: Oh, I've already got it plenty off my chest, but I have no problem talking about it again. I hate it. I hate it. Because for the same reasons you guys said, we talked about this on the Buckeye Bro Show at at length. I'm all, I'm the same as you, Art. I'm totally fine. They want to make money; they deserve that. For the longest time, they couldn't even have a job as an athlete. They can't make money. Period. That's why now do. they can That's make money, game. and so I was all for it. That's fine. Give them the money. Make make it possible where they can make the money. But like you said. In fact, they're making six figures, seven figures before they even see a NFL job? Come on. Like, this, this is supposed to be... Even though I, I know... I I saw Davo Sweeney's comments about, you know, it's getting ridiculous, education is last. Education was already last. We said that on Buckeye Bear Show. Education was already last. But now he's right. It's even more last than it already was. But for a lot of these kids... College football, they want to go with the pros. So, college football is essentially an entry-level job. What entry-level job do you make seven freaking figures? That's true.
3: I wish Uh, I could do that.
7: Amazon,
4: maybe. If you work in the warehouse, I guess. What farm system (laughs) pays people like that? That's basically what it is. It's a farm system. It's
7: essentially the G League.
4: It is. It's essentially the G League. Just, it's considered college
7: football. But it, XFL. <laughs> and essentially, that's what that's going to become, probably. But they're going to make him even more in college football than they will in the XFL.
4: Because
7: the XFL, they're probably going to make, what,
4: 20000 Some of these kids are going to make more than what they will actually make in the NFL because everyone is not going to pan out. And that's the thing. How do you shell out a million dollars to a guy who has never stepped foot on the football field? He might blow his ACL. He, You know, anything might happen. Or he just might not develop the way they think he's going to develop. So why are you giving these unproven kids all this money? And when does... Football and tradition and all those types of things come in. They're, they're, it's out the door.
7: And like you brought up, Quinn, Ewers, why are we paying a kid to start a couple of games when he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster? What stupid idiotic company looks at that situation and goes, oh, he'll start a couple of games. Let's put that in his contract. This is college football, you morons.
3: And you already had three, you know, quarterbacks in front of him. Right. That were four and five stars, so... I, I, I
7: get it. He was, you know, the top rated coming out, all this glitz and glamour, but...
3: That was Wrangler and Rikert's fault. That
7: was
4: that stupid.
3: You know, and they've given the kid a truck. And he was, I'm okay with the
7: truck.
4: <laughs> yeah, truck's okay. Yeah. That's fine. But it was the million-dollar deal by the kombucha tea company... Um, you know, and that was before he even stepped foot on campus.
3: Before he even even crossed borders,
4: they had a uh, you know basically had the deal signed. You know, well, I don't know if he had signed it yet, but it was already printed. Um, it was already known. So, I mean, what are we doing here? And 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 like he said, it it makes him angry and it makes me angry too because at this point, it becomes an arms race. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing here? We don't want to get left behind, so are we going to do it too? Well, so are we going to start giving offensive linemen $50,000 a year? What's going on?
3: So here's the, here's the thing about that is it is it is an arms race right now, and I feel like, you know, Ohio State used to be a superpower, but now because boosters and alumni that are paying these schools, you know, donations – to get their season tickets
4: sizable donations
3: are, you know, they're going to, and it, and it's not even just players that are signing, you know, commitment letters and things like that. It's the ones that are talking about reclassifying ones that are on the ropes and they're going to these recruits and With, they're saying, Hey, we'll give you 50 grand. uh, Come on down here to Texas, Texas and him. You know what I'm saying? It's sickening. And you know, I like what <clears throat> I like what the kid from uh, Hunter, Travis Hunter. I love it. His name, what he said. It was not about money coming down there. And even Dion said it wasn't about him coming down here for money
4: because they don't, don't have, have any no money. money. They don't have any money.
3: You know, so it's all about coming to play where you're going to be able to play. And the and like the kid said, he wanted to go somewhere where there's history and meaning behind the school's name.
4: And see the the difference the difference is is that that kid actually cares about the tradition of football, the game of football. Yeah. It's not about money. You're not going to have a lot of kids out there like that. You will still have a few that really care about being developed because before all the NIL, the main focus was getting your degree and getting trained for the NFL to make an NFL roster. Now it's about cash grab, cash grab. Where can I get the biggest money? Where can I get the quickest money? You know what I mean? It's not necessarily about where you're going to get developed at because if that was the case, nobody would be signing with Texas. <laughs> nobody.
3: Only steers and queers come. They're not Texas. putting that
4: <laughs> Hey now. <laughs> Nice. I am. Whoa, 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 whoa. His thoughts, not mine.
7: <laughs> not I, I would like to point out, and I'm not even going to share my face on this show anymore now, just because of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a temporary producer. <laughs>
4: hey, he okayed it. <laughs>
3: you do not like that quote from that movie.
4: It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good know, movie. Great movie. But
3: uh, <laughs> with that, it's. I'm getting tired of already. There were, there's, an, there's an attorney that's already been on this for years now coming up to NIL, coming out. Ryan Day said it in his uh, press conference last week that, you know, this attorney's been studying this, and he's already said that, you know, it's going to take at least, at least four years, four to five years, for everything to get a hand on it. and then after that, It'll be right back as if it was, you know, never really happened.
7: I think it could be sooner than that. I think it's like two, three years, but it'll get fixed. We just got to wait it out, and that's the unfortunate part is you got to wait it out, figure out what's going to happen, unfortunately deal with all this this crap that's going on now, and then eventually someone gets their head out of their butts and figures out, oh, hey, we got a problem. We got to fix this. Oh,
3: yeah. So, I mean,
7: unfortunately, it won't be the NCAA. Well, uh,
3: well the, the, the part about the NCAA, everybody's complaining about the NCAA not stepping in. They can't. because
4: They of have the su- no power. They have because, no power.
3: Because of that Supreme Court case back in the 70s that all these conferences were complaining that the NCAA was not sharing the TV money, that they had too much power, and the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the conferences and so took that away. And then when they created the college football playoffs, they took the power even more away. Because now that commit, the playoff committee now controls college football. They do. That's why you didn't see any COVID protocols across the you know, across the board.
4: Because it's about the money.
3: Well, it's also ESPN owns it too.
4: And ESPN is about the money. It's all about the money. That's what it all boils down to. That's why things are the way they are. But I'm telling you, the NCAA will not like uh, these kids making all this money. And even though they don't have the power, something is going to change. I don't know what. But uh, they can't be too happy with what's going on because it's definitely going to water down the product. It's- and that's what – hey, TV shows, radio shows, it's about generating money, right? Yep. They want to generate money, so they want to put a good product out there. If the product is starting to get watered down and people are going to get tired of seeing all the five stars going to Texas and Texas A&M, trust me, Alabama going to have something to say about this, too, (laughs) because, you know, they've never seen nothing like this before. They get whoever they want. You got bag men in Texas getting all their players. Now you starting something, trust and believe. So I don't know what, but like, like uh, you know, Will said, they won't do anything about it now because they can't, but something's going to change. I don't know when, uh, but it's going to change. Uh, I don't
3: think it's necessarily going to be the NCAA stepping in first. It's going to be all these businesses. You know the restaurants, the bit. You know the car dealerships, the sports memorabilia. I
4: believe the universities themselves, from the other ones who are not getting these players, there's going to be a lot of gripes going on out so, there. Uh, you know those those for those institutions are going to get together. But uh, we spent a long time on this, so we're going to go ahead and wrap that up, and we're going to move on to the next subject and keep this thing rolling.
3: All righty, so we had a eventful weekend in college football. You know, the, the NFL went against their, their policy of, you know, they didn't want to reschedule games because of COVID. But, you know, when the NFLPA's, uh president is the one of the linemen that is out for one of those games. Uh, so they moved the Saturday games, the Browns and the Raiders, moved it to yesterday at uh, 5 o'clock, which uh, – Horrible football play. Horrible. Um, and then they also, there was a couple more games that were moved. Uh, the Rams and Seahawks.
4: And they played tonight.
3: And the Eagles and Redskins. Washington.
4: I mean, oops, I'm sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Dan Quinn about to come get you. Man, Dan Quinn is about to be in Man, trouble. Delete that and everything. Hey, what the? Hey. <laughs> Dan Dan Quinn got to watch his own high because he's under the hot seat. There's been uh, yeah. some, more than a few accusations going on about that, but uh, we ain't going to speak on that now. So, but I think his seat is hotter than mine at this point.
3: To start off Thursday, the Chargers and Chiefs game was a thriller.
4: Oh, man, that was a great game.
3: You know, Chiefs won it overtime 34-28. I picked right. Don't bring it up. <laughs> then – like I told you last week on the show, the Patriots could not stop Jonathan Taylor. You was right. You was right. Twenty-seven seventeen. Mm. Jonathan Taylor is making his case for NFL MVP of the year.
4: He's on my fantasy team, and he has been my MVP uh, thus far this whole year. So, shout out to um, JT, man. Um, Thank you.
3: Bill snapped the skid that they were in. Uh, Against the Panthers, Mm 31-14. We already knew the Panthers were going downhill. They're about in the same ship as Jacksonville this year.
4: Um, Surprise of the week.
3: Yeah, definitely a surprise of the week that killed everybody's. Perfect NFL pick. Picks.
4: Hey, this game actually absolutely destroyed everybody's perfect pick. The Lions took out the Cardinals, but it's not that they won the game, it's how oh, they did shit. it. They de- to 12? they destroyed them.
3: Thirty to twelve. Had Kyler
4: Murray running on skates all day long.
3: And you know, Dan Campbell has changed the atmosphere there. He brought in Chris Billman, former buckeye great. Um, and also he who played for the Detroit Lions so he brings in that you know that analyst position which Spillman does
4: and you know you know one of those things uh that we like to observe when you talk about bad teams is how do they look and the Lions have been competitive all year long they actually could have a lot better record than what they have a lot of those games they came down they have that tie on the record right now right either. they 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 they, <laughs> they fudged that up but uh, you know, with that being said, they've been competitive in every game. And uh, I think uh, they're on the upswing, uh, you know, next couple of years. Man, we're going to keep an eye on them and see how they do. But they definitely look a lot better than, than the Lions of the past.
3: Post game, I believe it was Jared Goff or Dan Campbell himself said, let's go win these next three.
4: Man, I should have started golf this weekend. I'm so pissed off <laughs> about that, man. But Tua it's okay. About,
3: you know, Tua's bounce bounced back. Everybody was saying Tua is not the franchise quarterback for Miami.
4: They've only uh, ripped off six, six games in a row.
3: You know, 31-24 over the J-E-T-S.
4: Jets, Jets, Jets.
3: Um, who, you know, I don't know who's worse, the Giants or the Jets. i take your pick. So, then we had the Cowboys versus the Giants, which uh, you heard a whole lot of cheering during the game, and it wasn't the Giants fans. It was the Cowboy fans that were there.
4: Absolutely. Um,
3: Shout out to Malik Hooker. Bounced back after injuries and uh got cut by You know, Indianapolis and found a home in Big D.
4: Yep, and we just hope he stays healthy. He's act he actually uh Got uh, the first turnover of the ball game, which got the turnover uh game rolling. Uh the defense for the Cowboys has been getting four turnovers in the last two games. They're actually they're actually Number 11. they're actually leading the league in turnovers, uh, where they're tied for turnovers. And they have the most interceptions. My main man Trayvon Diggs with uh ten interceptions on the year. I don't know why they keep throwing at my man, but uh that's what they do. Um didn't look too good on offense, but as long as the defense is playing like that, man, we always have a chance to win the game. So, uh, you know, Cowboys got the win, twenty-one-six.
3: And then another heart, a heartbreaker for, for Tennessee. You know, losing a couple players during the game. <sighs> I picked them to win.
4: I picked the Titans.
3: You know, I just didn't, you know, I I can't pick the squealers.
4: I can't neither.
3: But, you know, it was a well-fought game. Tooth and nail came down to the last second.
4: I mean, you got to give it to the, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. They came back. They won the game. They was down early. Um, you know, old man. Old man Ben. Got out of his uh, rocking chair and uh, – he played for a quarter, for a, for a quarter or two, and they came out with the dub. What can I say, man? You got to tip your hat. Good job, old fella.
3: Then we went into the 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 battle for last place: Jags versus Texans. Of course, you know that was a boring game, anyways. Texans won thirty to sixteen.
4: I think Jacksonville lost because they didn't have their head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your thoughts, man. What do you, What do you guys think? Uh,
3: we're gonna save that for for overtime, um, because I got thoughts on that one. I mean,
4: they they didn't have their head coach, man. That could be you know one of the reasons why they lost the game. But uh, we we'll, had, we'll we'll tackle that subject on another show.
3: Then we had the Bengals and Broncos. My Bengals won. Um, prayers and and thoughts go out to Teddy Bridgewater. He took a nasty hit. And when he hit the ground, he actually smacked his head pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, no severe injury. Uh, he's in concussion protocol right now, and I believe they're going to set him down for the last three weeks of the season. He's he's a tough
4: he's a tough guy. He's been through a lot. He really had a really really nasty leg injury that took him. More than two years to recover from, and he's fought back, man. So, he's, he's a tough guy. You hate to see stuff like that, and we're just uh, praying that he's okay. The Bengals did come out with the win.
3: Finally. And we took over first place of the AFC North, but we'll get on that later. Next one up, Niners and Falcons.
4: The bosa. Five, the, the Falcons bosa. were being Falcons bosa. again. And they got bosa
3: Yes, they did. 31-13. Not much more to say than other than Nick Bosa.
4: Oh, man, this next game.
3: This was an actual blood pressure raising game because it was to determine, you know, who stays in the lead in the AFC North, who, uh, who had the number one seed in the NFC. And it just was going back and forth, the Packers versus the Ravens. Going back and forth.
4: It was a great game.
3: And you know what? Um, Huntley it surprised me.
4: He surprised me, too. He played very well. You
3: know, and the fact Green Bay couldn't stop him from running. You yeah,
4: know, he know. had 13 carries for 73 yards and a couple of touchdowns, man. Uh, he was using his legs to his advantage, man. When that pocket broke down, and uh, you know those receivers weren't getting any separation or space, he did what he had to do, man. He was getting those first downs, and he uh, he made some plays with his legs, uh, a la Lamar Jackson, uh, you know. Yeah,
3: he channeled, channeled his inner ball.
4: He did, man. Uh,
3: hairball didn't go for the two point.
4: Yeah, you know. and uh, you know, in that situation, is one of those things where you're on a you're in hostile territory. Uh, and uh, you know you you'd rather get out there with the win. Right. I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind he guys going for two. Home. Were they at home? He
3: was at home. They were in at Baltimore. home. Baltimore. They
4: were at home. Could have kicked the
3: field goal. Had the crowd behind him. Green Bay already could not stop Huntley from running.
4: You got a point. They had the momentum.
3: Exactly. They scored on the last seconds of the game.
4: Yeah. He's a gambler.
3: <laughs> He's a hairball.
4: <laughs> He's Next
3: a ha- up was a shocker to everybody. Saints go down to Tampa. Raymond James Stadium. And
4: pitch a shutout.
3: And pitch a shutout. The only thing that's coming across the internet right now is Tom Brady throwing a temper tantrum on the sideline. He was pretty and pissed off. the talent.
4: He was pretty his pissed talent. off. His talent. He did throw his talent away in yeah. that game.
3: And you know what it, it was funny because there's a meme going around that shows him uh throwing his tablet and it says see even his tablet got intercepted by the Saints. <laughs> um and it had Marshawn Lattimore there
4: so <laughs> Well, I mean you got to look at it like this, man. You know Tampa Bay is uh, one of the better teams in uh, you know, in the NFC. The Tampa Toms. Yeah, but, uh, you know, every now and then they're going, you know, you're going to have ups and downs. And you're going to have games like this. Uh, uh, the Saints' defensive game plan was tremendous. Uh, it was very stout. I think uh, Brady threw the ball 48 times. Uh, whenever he throws the ball 48 times and he don't throw any touchdown passes, you had a hell of a defensive plan game plan um, in place. And that's what they did, man. They pressured him all day and um, got him out of rhythm.
3: Next two games, the Monday games, excuse me, Raiders and Browns came down to a walk-off field goal, 16-14. Raiders beat
4: Daniel Carson.
3: uh, You know, Raiders beat the Browns in Cleveland. Vikings beat the Bears, 17-9, two of the worst played games of the season.
4: Those games was horrible, and we do not really need to say anything else about those games. We're moving on.
3: So with that being said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's Facts. time now. We were going to show the playoff picture. But go ahead and run it. AFC, you see number 4 change with the Bengals winning and the Ravens losing. Steelers are actually still in the hunt. Uh if they can win out through these last two these last 3 weeks. You know, uh, they might have a chance to make the wild card. I still need Cincinnati to to win at least two of the next three. I doubt we have what it takes, honestly, to beat the Chiefs. Um, Just got to
4: get there. You Just got to get there. The
3: Chiefs are rolling too strong right now.
4: They are, but you got to get there.
3: The
7: the uh, good news for that, all the teams have to play the Chiefs for the most part. I think the only team that doesn't is... Well, did Baltimore already play them? Yeah. So, really, it's just you and the Steelers just still have to play them.
4: And and with that being said, I just want to remind you guys that Buster Douglas did beat Mike Tyson at one time. I don't know if you remember it. I'm so, hoping. So.
3: I got my fingers crossed. Just get but, there, and you got
4: a fighting chance, man.
3: Uh, it's, it's, it's looking crazy, you know. Like I said about the Patriots, the Patriots have been putting together one one hell of a season this year. Um but if they can't stop runners, like you know, we showed against Jonathan Taylor, then you know they're not gonna be able to do nothing in the playoffs. Which you still got Buffalo trying to make a resurgence towards the number one in the AFCs. NFC I hate to say this, but the Green Bay trash cans are on top. <laughs> uh number two is the cowgirls
4: oh my god the the <laughs> the, the violence the vitriol man i'm feeling picked on today You've
3: got the buccaneers and the cardinals to round out the top four rams niners and saints i mean you really the last three teams on the bubble
4: yeah, the East, the the NFC is not as cluttered up as the AFC. You got a lot of parity there, a lot of things that could happen, you know, to figure out what's gonna, you know, who's gonna make it in. But the NFC race is a lot more clear, um, you know.
3: Let's
4: get with our picks. Let's get with the picks,
3: man. First game up, we got the Steelers and Chiefs this Sunday.
4: Man, is that a real question, Chiefs? No explanations. Y'all know why. Y'all watch football. I game, hope y'all do. The
3: game is in Arrowhead. I think uh I have to roll to Chiefs.
4: Yeah, come on man. It's
3: in Arrowhead. Had that it game, been in Field. That game is
4: not even gonna be close. That's, had it been in
3: Field, it could have been a different different aspect.
4: <laughs> this <laughs> is this is this is my pick for shellacking of the week.
3: Well, here here comes down
4: to the AFC East, Bills and Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots, man, just because uh, I always go with Belichick's game planning. Um, They they haven't really been playing well, but they've been getting the Ws. And the Bills have been up and down, up and down. Uh, They say nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills, but uh, I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going to go with the
3: Bills. I'm I'm gonna go with the Bills. Sorry, Ryan. You know, I can't I can't, I'm pick, not. The, I can't <laughs> pick the Patriots right now. Next up, Niners and Titans.
4: I'm going with the Niners, man. Uh Bosa's been creating havoc, man. Uh he's he's healthy. Um their defense is playing lights out. Debo Samuel is uh playing some tremendous football. Uh I like the Niners, man.
3: I might have to go to the Niners because uh Titans are just injury depleted. They you know, just had everybody been healthy Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and Brown.
4: Brown yeah. I, Not I'd enough be, weapons. I, I
3: would be saying, you know, Titans over Niners in a close one, but.
4: If they the had Mariners. everybody, but it's definitely going to be a grinder, but I feel like the 49ers can pull this game out.
3: Ravens, Bengals.
4: <sighs> as much as I hate to say it, man, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go with the Bungles, man. I mean, uh, you know, they're at home and um they're a little bit more healthier than than the than the Blackbirds. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Bungles, man.
3: If Lamar doesn't play, Bengals, you know, wins again 41-17 like we did in Baltimore. Lamar does play, I think he tries to get a little bit of revenge. But ultimately Bengals win and keep the number one seed in the AOC North. Bungles. Colts
4: and Cardinals. I'm going to have to – hey, I've been picking against these guys for the last couple of weeks, man. I'm going with the Colts, man. Jonathan Taylor has been playing some tremendous football. That offensive line is opening up holes like nobody's business. And I like the way the defense has been playing, man. Cardinals – (laughs) <laughs> they lost to the Lions. I know that might have been an anomaly, but um, I don't know, man. They're a little hurt um, you know, in the receiver room, so I'm going to go with the Colts.
3: I think the Cardinals win. We saw what happened in Minnesota after they lost to Detroit. They came back. Yeah, it wasn't a high score in the game against the Steelers, but they still won. Arizona, who's a top team in the NFC, gets embarrassed in Detroit, 30-12. to 12. I think they come out with, with vengeance. Arizona, I'm picking I'm picking Arizona over the Colts and a close one. Got your bubble teams, Broncos, Raiders.
4: You skipped one.
3: No, oh, I did all Chargers in Texans.
4: Chargers. Yeah. Moving on.
3: <laughs> Broncos, Raiders.
4: I'm gonna go with the Broncos, man. Um Their defense is, you know, better than the Raiders' defense, in my opinion. Um, This is really just a pick-me game here. I'm going to go with the Broncos.
3: Broncos, you know, after the heartbreaking loss.
4: And and my thing is this. They're both 7-7, but they're a better-looking football team. Even though the Raiders won yesterday, that's really not saying a whole lot because they played a depleted Browns team, and they almost lost the game.
3: Dolphins or Saints? Dolphins. You going Dolphins? Dolphins. I'm going Saints. It's in New Orleans. Who that going to say they're going to beat them Saints?
4: Hey, man. Orleans for the win.
3: Man. Next up, Browns versus the Trashcans.
4: Man, I think this is going to be my upset special of the week, man. I usually don't do this. But when a team stinks – Somehow they always seem to pull out a win that nobody sees coming. I'm going with the brownies, man.
3: Oh, you're going to catch all types of flats.
4: I'm going with the brownies.
3: Give me the trash cans. It's in Lambeau. We don't know exactly who's all going to be healthy for this Cleveland game.
4: The NFL gods owe them a win, and this might be the week. <laughs> Give
3: me the trash cans.
4: Alright, now we're moving on to the NFC playoff race.
3: Just talked about that one.
4: Yeah, they're not even in it. Yeah.
3: Washington versus Cowboys.
4: Cowboys, um, we're gonna see what the offense does this week. They've been slacking the last couple of weeks, but uh they're definitely the better football team. They're at home. The defense is playing lights out. I like the Cowboys. Give Big. Me
3: the, give me the Cowgirl cheerleaders. Big. <laughs> Panthers and uh Bucks.
4: Going well, with the Buccaneers, this is definitely going to be a revenge game like you spoke about earlier with the Cardinals. I think the Buccaneers are going to be uh very very mad.
3: You do got a uh, comment from somebody.
4: You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on here. Uh,
3: uh, you got you got called to the principal's office. Uh-oh, what I do? The Browns. <laughs> the oh, Browns. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking uh, the Buccaneers over Panthers. No, no questions asked. We already talked about the Colts and Cardinals.
4: Rams at Vikings, man. I, I like the Rams, man. The Vikings have been playing some uninspired football. And if you've seen that game last night, oh, my goodness, man. That was some terrible, terrible football to watch. And I'm going with the Rams.
3: I am, too. I just got called to
4: the principal's
3: office, too. Sheesh.
4: Hey man, it's like that sometimes, man. Yeah, we the trash cans. We don't mind being I mean, reprimanded. They look
3: like the recycling trash cans—they're yellow and green.
4: Hey man, cheese only stays fresh for so long, man.
3: <laughs> and we already talked about the Niners and Titans and the Dolphins and Saints. Our last uh, pickup game, if you want to call it. The yeah. Little Giants versus the Eagles. Yeah, the flapping birds of. This
4: one is for you, Aunt huh, Cheryl. Uh, both of these teams uh not don't, don't smell too great. And uh <laughs> somebody forgot the vacuum seal, all that stink in there. So uh I guess we have to pick somebody. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Um they're a better team. Um they're vying for that last spot in the playoffs. They can actually get in there um and they need to win desperately. I'm gonna go with the Eagles, man.
3: Give me the fighting cheese steaks. There you go. You know, the fighting Rockies. Now,
4: cheesesteaks smell good, but the, but the team, they stink.
3: Yeah. yeah, give me the Eagles. Reports are Jalen Hurts is uh, is clear to play, you know, for tonight's game uh, against the Washington football team. Um, so, we'll see if him and uh, Devontae Smith can hook up again and uh, go from there with that. Yeah, like I said, give me the fighting cheesesteaks.
4: All right. There you have it. Those are our picks of the week. Uh, looking forward to getting back with you guys uh, next week for another show. We need thanks to for have Wills back on here some more. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, we had our guest producer in Hot Wheels. Uh, you can catch him on the Buckeye Bro Show and also on the. Is it in the turnbuckle? Into the to the, the turnbuckle.
3: Which will be off right after this
4: show. Right after this show, coming up. So make sure you guys tune in for that. About an hour and a half from now. So,
3: ladies and gentlemen, thanks for lacing up your cleats and putting your helmet on and running down that tunnel and coming into the shoe. I'm your host, Jay Money,
4: the host with the most smoke, King Art, man. And we will be right back at you.
3: Next Tuesday, same time, same channel, same place. I cry, I cry.
0: The Fiesta Bowl, the Heisman, watch the Bucks pose. The BCS, can't say that we ain't number one. The last couple years against Michigan, we five and one. The season has come. Akron Huskies, Northwestern run. Cause we gon' beat up the Gophers and Buller make you bums.
6: Spartans.